Welcome back, friends. How are you feeling today? No, really, how are you feeling? I'm feeling fucking amazing. <laughs> I had the most amazing birthday week, just filled with love, gratitude, and delight for this incredible life that I've built. It is hot outside, and I just love it. Walking my dog outside at night, it's like getting a warm hug. Looking out at the water, uh, I just had the most delicious cold brew, an amazing birthday deep tissue massage, and on the heels of a super fun photo shoot. The transformation I'm seeing in my clients is blowing my own damn mind. It's fucking surreal. This is my life. Can you believe it? It feels unreal. <laughs> except it is all real. I'm reading the, uh, the, the Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. In it, she says, when your inner and outer lives approach integrity, you'll find yourself in metaphorical paradise, a life where everything, your psyche, your career, your love life, works smoothly. Fair warning, she says, at this point, you may begin experiencing things so exquisite, our culture tells you they can't happen. Obviously, no one will have taught you how to navigate such wonders. No worries. You'll learn fast. You were born for it. Okay, so getting to today's topic. I had this breakthrough earlier this week, or really last weekend, doing my own thought work and self-coaching. And I had this realization, one of these hidden, surreptitious, nagging thoughts that creates so much unnecessary suffering. And put simply, it's the choice to question whether you can actually get what you want. This is like the hidden key to everything. Okay, so this past weekend, I was thinking about wanting to meet new people, make new friends, connect and do something fun. So a bit about me, I love being active and doing things, like making friends and connections over a fun, intense activity. I love tennis. <laughs> so I wanna play tennis, right? And I'm Googling some possibilities in the city. Oh, by the way, don't have a racket. It just like disappeared. <laughs> so of course, I want to play, I don't know how, I don't know where, how to make it happen, that is. So my brain's just like a turtle on its back. It's just like, you should just give up now. I mean, stay home, stay in the cave. Okay, so I get back to Google and I come across a tennis center nearby. After some copious clicking around, I find there's an adult class that meets at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. Ugh. 9 a.m. Okay. <laughs> so there's a wait list. So I joined the wait list and there's like 12 people on it. All right. <laughs> I give them all my information. I go through all the hoops, their approval, registration, the whole shebang. And I'm like, I mean, I guess this tennis thing isn't happening. The wait list, the approval. Saturday is like tomorrow. <laughs> Then I remember there's this thing called like gay sports, 
I get back to my research project. <laughs> so I find the Gay Sports Network. I filter by sports leagues. I find a website that links to another website that links to another website that says there was this gay tennis team. I go to their Facebook page, uh, and lo and behold, I see the last post was in 2018. Side note, this all harkens back to an idea, a mentor of mine concept, he called, called the idea maze. The idea maze is this important concept in entrepreneurship, which is that everything, everything a founder thinks they're encountering is actually 100% normal and expected. That is, just like a maze with hedges in real life or on paper, founders, entrepreneurs run into a maze. Then you hit a wall. You hit a roadblock. You have to decide whether to turn back, turn left, turn right, turn around, jump, or just stop dead in your tracks. And it keeps going on and on and on. This is how every unicorn founder, how trillions of dollars of value are created. The idea maze. You jump into the maze, except in real life, it's like that maze in the Harry Potter Goblet of Fire, you know, <laughs> the one I'm talking about, where it's like, it's not just green hedges and grass, but like the walls literally close in on you. There are plants that try to eat you, vines that try to grab you and pull you into the ground. All that fun shit. <laughs> so the idea maze is such an important concept in entrepreneurship. It's the first critical thing founders learn. And I want you to know it's the first critical thing to building an incredible life. A life of that metaphorical paradise. That too is an idea maze. Get up, go right. Fail. Turn around, go back. Turn left. Fail. Get up, two lefts. Fail. And on and on and on. You never know the how until the second after you've done the thing. And that's why most of us never do the thing. But there's literally a pot of money and love with your name on it sitting right across the hedge. It's also a way of describing, of putting into words what basically building a life as a gay man is. The reason that building a life itself is like this is we have this golden opportunity where for so many, for most of us, We've come to question the basic assumptions of where we come from, just like the basic assumptions of life. We've been given this chance to reevaluate re everything. Like, what is true? What is actually true for you? It's kind of the coolest thing, actually. Like, being gay is the fucking best. Think about it. Most people in this world are stuck playing a script of someone else's life, what kind of career they have to build on. What kind of family they have to live with? What does a, a date look like? I mean, the basics. Maybe they'll have some kind of midlife crisis or something, or maybe it'll be on their deathbed when they realize the first time there were no rules to begin with. There were no adults in the wings. My friends, it doesn't have to be this way. They didn't have to be just Ralph from accounting. No hate for Ralph from accounting. <laughs> But being a gay man is this magical opportunity to have this midlife crisis like 20, 30, 40 years earlier. It's the fucking best. You get to re-examine and question everything. Okay, so back to this tennis story. 
So remember, I'm on that Facebook page. It hasn't been updated since like 2018. And I'm about to give up and throw my hands up. Like what, what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, is there an email address or something? Now, I do find one. My brain immediately tells me no one's gonna respond. It's not worth it anyway. Just little quiet micro thoughts going on in the background. Just statements of fact. <laughs> Plus, it tells me even if someone is manning this ancient email address, which obviously no one is since it's dead and no one is playing tennis in this league anyway, even if they were though, oh, they're gonna judge you hard for being weird and lame for reaching out. Like, hello, duh. <laughs> Nevertheless, I decide to email this nondescript address. I'm gonna make this happen. So, here's what happens. Within a matter of just a few hours, one of the guys responds and is like, hey, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> I'm away, uh, but you actually are more than welcome to come. We'll see you tomorrow, and yeah, you can borrow a racket. I mean, my mind was fucking blown. <laughs> still incredulous, still doubtful. But after gone, after having gone through this idea maze and doubting and doubting and doubting, to actually get a response from this nondescript address, be like, holy crap, this might be possible. Now, here's the thing, right? At every single point in this idea maze, in this case, it was me wanting to join this tennis league. This might be true for whether you're trying to learn a new coding language, learning Python, just starting the new business, going out there, putting yourself out there, whatever it might be. It's just the human brain's tendency to keep you small, keep you at home, keep you in the cave, and tell you to stop right there. Tell you to fail, but in advance. It's not going to work out for you anyway. I mean, like, I didn't even have a tennis racket. And there were all these registration materials and all these approvals and processes and wait lists and all these things, right? All these stories. I could tell you a whole story with so much drama about how hard it was to make this tennis thing possible. The point is, though, that a part of me believed that I knew, I knew the version of me that was playing tennis on the weekend. I knew there was a future version of me playing tennis outdoors on my terms with my friends. I knew there was a future person who was guaranteed, it was certain, that no matter along the way, that court was full, that clinic was closed, that site was down, that page hadn't been updated, it didn't matter because the future version of me was playing tennis outdoors on the weekend with friends. It's literally not a problem, the quote unquote fails, the hurdles along the way, because I knew with certainty I'm going to be playing tennis outdoors. It's just a matter of me not being entitled to knowing exactly the how until it is I'm there. That's all part of the deal. You want to make anything you want possible? Get whatever dream in your life you want done? Whether you're talking about millions of dollars in your business, 
I've gone to your future. I see you as the person who has, who wants, who has exactly the thing you want. The husband, the creative product you want done. My question for you is who are you? Who are you as the person who has exactly that thing? I've gone to your future, I see it with certainty, it's done. How are you showing up as the person who has that thing, who has that dream fulfilled? What's different about who you are? How are you brushing your teeth? How are you getting up in the morning? How are you sitting? How are you listening? It seems impossible, but I want you to consider that the fear was never a problem. Not wanting to do it in the moment, to go after the thing you want, resisting in the, in the moment was never a problem. Of course, I didn't want to reach out. Of course, you don't want to take the first step of that thing that feels scary. I mean, that's exactly the point. Your primitive brain will never want to do that scary thing. And that's exactly why when we tap into the prefrontal cortex, the prefrontal version of us, the day before, the 24 hours before, the week before, we put it in our calendars to commit to showing up. And we know that the resistance, the fear, inevitably when it shows up, it's not a problem. And so this is what it meant for me in my tennis. I made a commitment that at 9 a.m. on a Saturday, I would be showing up. That means when I reverse engineer and work backwards from that 9 a.m., well, huh, I got to take my dog out <laughs> 30 minutes before, which means I got to get up 30 minutes before and get some coffee going in there before. And that means that the night before, I got to get to bed earlier. You see, I'm building out my entire day, my entire structure around what prefrontal me has committed. I have integrity and commitment with what my future self wants, with the result I want to create. In this case, it was me playing tennis. But venture this for a moment. I'm speaking to you. I have gone out to your future, and I see with certainty that you are with a man of your dreams. I have gone out to your future, and I see with certainty you have the million dollars. I have gone out to your future, and I see with certainty you've moved into your dream home. You've got the job, the promotion, the relationship, the contract, the deal, the business, the body, the peace, the kid, the dream. Listen carefully. I know this with certainty. You catch me? I know this with 100% certainty. I come here reporting the news from your future. Stay with me, my friends. This is everything. If you actually knew that I knew this, how would you show up today? What would you do? How would you feel? Who would you be? I've gone to your future. I see the version of you who has exactly the dream life you want. It's done. Close your eyes for a few seconds. See it. Feel it. Okay. Like, seriously, here's the thing. The only problem we ever have on our way to that dream is having a thought that we don't question that it won't actually happen. Using it to mean you're not getting it. 
But when you know I've gone there, I've seen it, it's certain, it's done. Like there's a part of you that's open to believing that possibility, that reality. And I want you to know that that version of you, when some dude goes to you on an app or some tennis clinic was full or some recruiter, some job said no, some deal fell through, whatever it might be, whatever hurdle along the way, whatever hedge in the maze, literally ask yourself, so what? It's already done. I know the future version of me has exactly what it is I want. Sit with that certainty for a moment. Everything changes because here's what's happening, especially for high-functioning, high-achieving people. It's like if you're honest with yourself for a moment, you're not actually ever really giving up on the thing it is you want, on that achievement, on that goal, on the guy or whatever. You're just doing this like fun little play, except is it fun? All you're doing in this moment is re-entertaining the fiction for a little while, a little indulgence, going back to a little comfort blanket of like, oh, I guess I can't get what I want. I guess my dreams aren't possible for me. Maybe it's a couple hours, a couple days, some scrolling, some buffering, some drinks, some snacks, anything in between. But then you're back at it. This is what we do. <laughs> this is the high-functioning, high-achieving playbook. We run, we hustle, we go after the thing, and then here's what we say. Maybe it's not possible. But here's the thing. What if we can cut that time, the re-entertaining of that fiction, from months to weeks, from weeks to days, from days to hours, from hours to minutes to seconds? Imagine what your life would be like instead of all that in-between, all that liminal space lying to yourself, re-entertaining this fiction, this like performative art breeze, this interpretive dance, but like, ah, what if the end is nigh? What if, what if, no. What if I don't close the deal? What if I don't make an oppressive offer? What if I don't make the money? What if I don't get the home? It's like, don't you see it? It's no problem. Borrow my certainty. I've gone there. I've done it. It's done. You're not entitled to know the how until the second you've made it there. Like if you really knew that, if you really knew, you wouldn't make the hurdle, the no, the rejection mean a thing. You wouldn't. But now the question is why, right? Like, what's really so different between you a second ago and you now knowing with certainty that it's happening? It's really simple. It's just you believing and maintaining that thought. So this is like the whole point of coaching. You can spend 30 years in this song and dance, just like tiptoeing around like, Ooh, am I someone who does get what I want, or am I not? In and out and hot and cold, chasing after it, giving up, sitting back. And like, I want you to imagine yourself, take yourself back to when you're in that highest state of flow, your highest functioning full integrity self. Like when you're like, holy shit, I can do anything I want. We all have those moments. What percentage of your time, of your life, are you in? that state of flow, in that state of presence and being. Let's say it's 10 or 20%, maybe 50. What if it were 100? Like literally think about what's the ratio of the time you're sitting in indulgent, 
doubt of what you want being possible. The superpower I'm presenting you with today is that percentage of time going from 10 to 90, going from 20 to 100, being that full, flowing, present, integrity self without question because we've gone to your future and we know with certainty it's done. No more indulging in the self-pity, the self-judgment, the shame, believing the stories and the lies about your past. We show up, we get it, it's done. No more noise. Now, the reason I had this breakthrough in part was because I was wondering, I was curious, like why is it we do that thing we know we don't want to do? for our future selves. We know we, quote, shouldn't do. Why do we run to the bar, rub to the pub, run to the booze, run to the sex, run to the emotional buffer, run to the social media? Because there's this micro thought that happens in a little microsecond that we most often aren't aware of. We assume we need it now. We need it now because what if we never get it again? We assume we need it now, we need it now, because what if we actually can't get the thing we want? You make yourself believe you're not gonna have exactly the dream. And so you settle for the urgency of the buffer of the false immediate gratification now. The only thing that's happened in that moment is you believe the lie You've doubted me when I tell you I've gone to your future. I see it. It's done. You have it. It's complete. It's real. I've confirmed it. I have the evidence. I have the proof. Now it's up to you. Now, along the way, as we begin to transform our lives with this realization, thoughts will emerge. Urges will emerge. You'll have an urge. When things feel really important, really necessary, really urgent, you need that brownie, <laughs> let's say. I want you to know, try a little experiment this week. Tell yourself, yes, I can have that brownie. I can scroll on the TikTok. I can have that drink at the end of the hour. I can have it, no worries, nothing's gone wrong, in an hour. Check in, check back in, set a timer, literally for an hour, and see how you feel. You can run this experiment for different lengths of time. Over time, as you build this muscle to allow, instead of resisting urges, let it run for 24 hours. Once you've done it for an hour a couple of times. That means when you have the urge, you need that hit of dopamine, say, no, pro no worries, no problem. Schedule it in on your calendar for 24 hours from now. Allowing an urge instead of resisting it means not making it a problem. It means riding the wave instead of blocking it. Instead of creating a dam for the water pressure to build up or pushing that beach ball underwater, it's letting it run through, letting it pass. The urge isn't a problem. The desire isn't a problem. The feeling isn't a problem. The problem was only created when you started resisting it. That's what it feels like. Name the urge, name the feeling, describe the physical sensations in your body. I'm feeling a pulling in my throat, an uneasiness in my knees, 
a queasiness, a tenseness in my stomach, a watering in my mouth. This is desire. This is an urge. Desire is not a problem. It's a part of life. I'm going to use my prefrontal to revisit this desire in an hour, in 24. I want you to know, by the way, that you are not a special snowflake. <laughs> this is the best news. I say this with all the love in the world. All of my clients come to me, and they think they're the only one for whom love isn't available to. They're the only one for whom building that business and that leadership isn't available to. My friend, you're not a special snowflake. Why is it that every high-achieving gay man thinks that same thought? Why do you really think that's true? It's because we were taught and socialized these unquestioning beliefs, these unquestioning truths. You know, I'm speaking to this really fascinating guest in a couple of days who wrote this book on the secret gay history of Washington. We're going to learn and um, dig deeper really soon about how not long ago, and we forget this, we have amnesia about our recent history, not long ago, not only are we talking about marriage and relationships and the idea of loving monogamy being available to us. Not only that, but that being gay was literally part of like the act of war. Like being gay was used as part of espionage, as a seduction tool. The level of secrecy and shame that we're going to unearth and learn more about and dig into, my friend, nothing has gone wrong. We've been running and replaying this script that is decades old. But you are not anchored to your past. You are not tied to it. Understanding it can give us that self-compassion, that insight. But that insight isn't transformation. Transformation comes from not thinking about this work, not listening to it, but applying it, doing it today. What would your life be like if you knew, if you just decided to believe that you can show up and get exactly what it is you want? If you're ready to build the life of your dreams, to know with certainty, to be the person who knows that future you has exactly what it is you want, hop on over. Join the community of gay men doing this work. Head on over to jonathanherzogcoach.com, book a one-on-one console, and let's go.